You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and this time has been particularly challenging for anybody in the gig industry and last week we heard from Brian Kennedy and uh, Mary Copton and Sean Keane who were sharing their experiences how they're dealing with COVID and the lack of being able to get in front of an audience which is their lifeblood in every respect because it's their their um, their spiritual lifeblood, their financial lifeblood and their emotional lifeblood and Luca Bloom is here with me and Luca has a new CD that he is launching but given the current situation Luca has chosen not to make it available to streaming services and is very anxious to put it out there and have you deal directly with Luca because again that is the only way that the artistic community can maximise the result on their labour. Luca, thanks a million for taking the time to come along and have a chat with us. That's quite an introduction. Fair play to you. Well, I know the reality. I know, like, it's not, these are tough times. Yeah, uh, they are. But, um, I mean, I, there's no doubt about it. For so many singers, musicians, stage crew, sound engineers, everybody associated with live music, um, uh, it's a really, really challenging time because people have literally lost all their income. Um, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm in the lucky position that I suppose uh, my my family is reared and uh, I'm 65 now, and so I just made a conscious decision when this happened that I was going to accept it, <laughs> and I just threw in the towel. I've all, I feel felt for a long time that. I've been playing music since I'm 15. I've toured all over the world. I've toured America, North America, um, maybe 25 times. I've been to Australia 14 times. I feel very strongly that the world owes me nothing. So I'm very grateful for every gig I've ever had. And when this lockdown business happened, I, within a matter of two weeks, I just decided to accept it. And um, I went very quiet for a month or so. And then I asked myself, well, how can I be creative and how can I be positive? And I had just done a recording in Windmill Lane in February before lockdown, and I decided to dedicate all my energy to getting that out and across the line, which is weird because it's a very strange thing to release an album at a time when there's literally no gigs. True, but it's also a time when, like you, uh, everybody else is discommoded and people are looking in different directions for entertainment and also just to retain their sanity so we're all in this together and we're hearing this in every way uh, you know it's one of those cliches that has become very very true and I, 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 I never tire of hearing that phrase we're all in this together because we behave in such a way through our normal lives I think a lot of us in quite selfish greedy fashion and it's, I think there's something about this uh, uh, pandemic that has actually brought people together. I see it in the community around me here, how much neighbours help each other and how much communities help each other. And now we're in a situation where we need nations to literally mm -hmm. help each other. So here we are in this unique moment in history where we literally are all in this together. And so I have to do my bit. And part of me doing my bit is not complaining and trying to be positive and sending songs out into the world and the reason I pushed this album forward to get it out in July 2020 is because though the songs were written in 2018 and 2019 there's a, there's a deep resonance actually in some of these songs with the times we're experiencing right now and that caused me to kind of push the album through and um, 
these are also times where, because it's such an upheaval, is it stimulating your creative brain and is it causing you to put pen to paper? Uh, no, I, I haven't actually, I've deliberately not written one song since the lockdown uh, because I realised after about a month, as I said, that I had this bunch of songs that I'd just recorded and because of their relevance to um, the time we're in, um, I actually decided not to write any more but to literally become the CEO of my new album and I've had to learn an awful lot. I mean, I had to learn how to record, for example, Nia Farrell from Sligo, who sings on the record. Um, she had to go and record in the studio without me because she's a COVID ward nurse in St. Vincent's Hospital and uh, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to drive to Dublin. So she went and did these beautiful recordings and I still haven't met her. Right. Uh, so there's an awful lot about making this record that was completely new for me. And in order to get it across the line, I had to give it my undivided attention. And you've just highlighted in a way what you were t saying about before that we are in it together because what this has proved for so many is the interdependence that is there, even though you hadn't met her, you've, there's an interdependence between you guys. Yeah, the first uh, we're having a little socially distanced launch of the album uh, next week in in, in Doolan here in County Clare, and all the band are coming to sing the songs and play the songs with me, and it will be my first time to meet this amazing young woman who uh, has sung on seven of the songs, and I'm so excited. You're absolutely right. It's a very unique time, and and experiences and feelings are very exaggerated almost like I mean I did my first socially distance gig last week to 30 people in Clonmel and it felt like I was playing in a stadium I was so excited to be playing to 30 people you know and it's kind of like being back at the beginning again in in the 1980s and 70s when I was beginning if I got to play to 30 people that was an enormous enormous achievement yeah. and I, I feel right back there now I was so excited to sing my songs for these 30 people in Clonmel the trick for me is always every day to be grateful just to be grateful to be alive be grateful to have your health and be positive about every opportunity so you mentioned there that you know you've been doing this with since you've been a teenager. How many albums have you under your belt at this stage? Well, Bittersweet Crimson is my twenty-second album in total, but it's the it's I think it's the sixteenth album that I've released independently on my own label. And that also, as you say, it gives you the the control. You're the CEO now as well. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know who to turn to when things aren't happening <laughs> exactly I just look straight in the mirror and say you drop shot that's right you've done it again you've blown it again so um, the over the, the long career I know you emigrated you spent some time in the US yeah um, how long were you there I, I, I went to America in 1987 and uh from, I, I came back home around about 1992. So, you know, five-year period, I toured America constantly. And a couple of trips into Canada, including to uh, Barrymore's in Ottawa. Right, which is no longer there. It is no longer there. Yeah. I had a couple of great nights there, actually, <laughs> in the early 90s. Right. 
yeah, that was a good like that's a it was a fine venue. Fine venue. It was a great venue. I, I, I never visited it in its original manifestation. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think it was always a music venue somehow. Uh, well, it may have been, but it was different kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> the music of love. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, during the lockdown, given that your career and your life involves a lot of travel and interaction with people since February, March, uh, you're in a beautiful part of Ireland, and you have, I know, the um, blessing of being able to just walk outside the door and still maintain social distance and, and um, be, be protective of you and your family. Have you found that has been a mental challenge? I know you say after two weeks you kind of handed it over, but were there times where you really kind of felt a struggle? Yeah, I did. Um I think the part of this that's challenging for me is in the area of intimacy. Um, I'm I'm a hugger. Mm-hmm. I like to hug people and I like to shake people's hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I love talking to people. I love being out and about talking to people. Um, that's been a challenge for me. And you know, I think all of us in this new world in which we live all of us have different challenges to face around this I'm a bit of a a strange one in that when I'm out and about doing the gigs life is very sociable Uh, but when I come home I'm a bit more introverted and so I live a kind of a version of lockdown before the pandemic Mm -hmm. so being alone in North Clare hasn't really been that much of a challenge for me but I will say this that I heard somebody using a word which applied to me um, at a certain point around about May, and the word is desocialized. I found myself on a couple of occasions where I'd go into the town and I'd meet someone, and I'd start talking and I just couldn't stop. I'd just keep talking and I'd be talking rubbish. Uh, and on one moment I kind of spotted this guy's eyes and I could tell by the expression on his face he just wanted me to go away because he needed to get on with his day but because I hadn't spoken to anybody physically for three or four days I was so excited to see someone Mm -hmm. I just started talking and I couldn't stop and on another occasion the reverse happened to me where... um, and I met maybe in a short space of time four people on the street in Ennis Diamond and I felt completely overwhelmed mm-hmm. I just couldn't speak anymore mm-hmm. and I think there's an element of that happening um, we are social animals and we are animals who require the gathering and the coming together and there is uh, sadness about that I suppose the one blessing I have in this that I learned a long time ago to keep life simple mm-hmm. and to keep life in the day and to not worry too much about the big picture or the long distance future. Um, and that's a great blessing for me. I'm quite good at that. Uh, but I think this, the social areas and the intimacy areas I do find difficult. When I finished the album, uh, John O'Connell, who kind of co-produced it with me, I was in his house and we sort of signed off to send it to be to be pressed and uh, I, I went to him for a cup of coffee and we talked about it and as I went out the door I won't say the language he used but he said you know it. And, <laughs> and he stuck his hand out 
and we shook hands and that was about a month ago and it was the first time I'd shaken someone's hand since February right and I found that to be quite emotional and there's another friend of mine who's a great character from Doolin and uh, I said to her Noreen I think it might be you and she said what do you mean me I think you might be the first person I'll want to hug and I'm allowed to hug again yeah. and she gave me a great answer she said if I'm the first one you'll be hugging the hugging will only be the start of it <laughs> <laughs> so Barry I, like, I know we, we've been uh, invited into my daughter's bubble so like that you know, it wasn't until some number of weeks that we were able to actually hug our grandkids and um, like you know today now we got and we're going to have them we're out there doing little shine minding later in the day and they're allowed to sit on our knee yeah. and we can but we can't kiss them yet even still and that's fine uh, half loaf is better than all bread um, but yeah these are oh beautifully said yeah yeah you know it, it's we're blessed we're blessed a half loaf is better than no bread yeah. A half loaf is better than no bread. What a wonderful way to look at it. You know, there's a doctor who's become quite famous here, sadly, in Ireland. His name is Dr. Ali. I don't know what part of the world he was originally from, but he was a very, very active doctor in a Dublin hospital who saved many lives during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. and he, he died himself last week. Mm -hmm of COVID mm -hmm. and he probably got he more than likely got it from one of the people he was trying to save mm -hmm. so when I find myself getting upset about gigs or about anything to do with pubs or restaurants or I have to keep a, I have a really clean and clear eye on the prize and the prize is keeping people alive mm -hmm. and keeping people safe and not forgetting how serious this is because unfortunately if people don't immediately experience the horrors of COVID, we have this weird sense of invincibility mm -hmm. about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And or if nobody's died in our immediate area, which is the case here where I live, there can be a kind of um, a twisted form of comfort in that. But it's not, it's not appropriate. So I have to be realistic about this. Um, and I just keep it really, really simple. I'm, I'm sad that I don't get to hug my grandchildren. Uh, I'm sad that I don't get to be intimate with people that I want to be intimate with just in the form of a hug or a handshake. But it's a small price to pay if I'm keeping myself and the people I care about safe. Indeed. I'm conscious of time, Barry, because I know you have uh, another appointment and uh, I'm really grateful for the time. We need to give some housekeeping details and okay. that is where people can reach you and where they can get their hands on the album and everything else relating to it. Well, as you alluded to in your wonderful introduction, um, I made a conscious decision with this album uh, not to engage in streaming and uh, I'm just not giving it to any of the streaming services because I feel I've worked for two years and invested time, energy, love and money in this project and I'm hopeful that in this time where there are no gigs that people who are interested in hearing this record will buy it directly whether by CD or download from my sister who runs my website the website is www.lucabloom.com she's very efficient and a fantastic woman Anne Rin, my sister and uh, that's it 
and you can be found out on Facebook and all the other wonderful places in this day and age where people find each other. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the face cloth machine as I call it. <laughs> and Twitter. I don't do Twitter. No. I don't really do Instagram. I I figured out a way to work one of them, and it just just about does me. Indeed. Well, Luca Bloom, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been a real pleasure and an honour having a chat. What a lovely uh, conversation to have, and the listeners probably can't hear it, but there's such a beautiful image of Salt Hill County Galway behind your head there that I've enjoyed speaking to you and seeing this lovely image of beautiful Galway Bay behind there, you. There you go. I can put up Claire as well, but that's a, it's a long, long way from Claire to here. Well, if, if you turn around and look across the bay, I'm just across the bay from you. Yep. From your photograph. There you go. <laughs> okay.